Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, I introduced this guy by his Twitter handle. His real name is Chris Kaufman. Uh, you can follow him, though, at CK Parrot. Chris, thanks for joining us now on the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Stores guest line. They are truly steps beyond convenient. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, I, there was a stat here, Chris, that I found interesting that you unearthed a couple days ago. Um, where you said uh, the five the five teams that Miami beat on their five and a win streak, the Dolphins uh, was speaking about here, were eight and two in the two games immediately prior to playing Miami, but those teams were not doing so well after playing Miami. Do you attribute that to something? Is is this because of the the physicality with which the Dolphins play with? Well, I think yes, the physicality plays a factor when you look at the fact that we went ahead and injured. Ben Roethlisberger during the game, and we had a, uh, a tendency, the Dolphins did, to hit hard and injure quarterbacks during this, uh, during this stretch run, especially toward the beginning. Um, there were some guys that went down and, and got a little bit banged up, so it, it's not surprising that the, some of those teams, especially like the Steelers, faced a little bit of turbulence afterwards. Um, I, I, focused, I looked at the fact that these teams were kind of hot going in, um, they were eight and two in the two games prior to facing Miami. Uh, the only one that Miami really faced over the time period that was bad in the four games, you know, prior to facing Miami, was probably the uh, the Rams. This most recent game, but that game kind of set up for for being a tough one. You know, the second leg of a West Coast uh, you know, trip, which I think you're you're probably more familiar with in basketball, but uh, in football, it's not very common, and it's it's a pretty tough thing. Well, I was also looking at your timeline, and you kind of pointed out uh, some. It's it's kind of been at what me and Ethan have been getting at. The Dolphins control their own destiny when it comes to the rest of the season. Yes, that's going to take them completely winning out. But even beyond that, the schedules of the other two teams that they're really competing with, the Broncos and the Chiefs, stack up a lot more difficult than what the Dolphins are facing. So, looking ahead, what are you expecting uh, for how how do you expect the Dolphins to finish out the season? Well, it's, a lot of it's going to depend on injuries, and all of a sudden those have cropped up again. And, and the offensive line is really beleaguered right now, and a lot of people thought that if the five offensive starters, offensive line starters are not on the field, they just can't win. They can't run, they can't win, they can't do anything. I don't think that was ever really true, but still they're, they're a little bit banged up that way. I think what we're setting up for is probably a little bit of a rough patch between the Baltimore Ravens and the uh, Arizona Cardinals. I think particularly the Cardinals are a better team than their record says. Um, if you look at their, there are a lot of different metrics uh, across the NFL that you look at and for how good these teams are. And the Cardinals are a pretty good team. So that could be a little bit tough, especially if the offensive line is still banged up. And then you could see the Dolphins' offensive line kind of get healthy again and go through another stretch run to the end of the season. So it's hard to tell whether that's going to be good enough for the playoffs. Uh, when all is said and done. But right now, they do profile like a playoff team, and they do, as you say, control their own destiny and have kind of a weaker schedule on the face of it looking outward. It sets up a lot like 2008 did. I don't know if you mm. remember 2008. Mm. Um, we had 
the Dolphins had kind of a weak schedule, and they finished off the year, I think, winning nine of ten, and um, and so they you know, they really got in the playoffs off of that. So I think that we're seeing a similar situation. Yeah, that season it seemed like they caught every quarterback they wanted to catch um, at a particular time, and then they committed no turnovers. So they made life very easy on themselves. We're talking to C.K. Parrott. It's Chris Kaufman. Again, you can follow him at C.K. Parrott uh, on Twitter. Uh, Chris, the the defense, you know, the Rashad Jones injury, uh, to me, as thin as this secondary was to start the season, I, I thought that was the end of it for this group. But they've played okay, right? Like, I mean, for the most part, and uh, without a lot of big names, but, the, I mean, they haven't been beaten for a ton of big plays recently. Well, you have to give a lot of credit to Bakari Rambo for stepping in because, I mean, this was this was trial by fire. He came right in and played a lot of snaps right away. I think uh, Rashad Jones probably took a took a, a hand in, in preparing him for, for the game and for the system and, and what they were going to do that way. But give him a lot of credit because he's not been a liability out there. What you've really seen is the corners have stepped up uh, a lot a lot better than a lot of people thought they would. Uh, Byron Maxwell looked terrible, uh, to use that word, at the start of the year. Uh, he got benched even uh, as when he came back from that benching. I don't know if it was the benching that did it. I don't know what the conversation was about technique or what he what he needed to do differently. But he has been playing uh, a lot better since then and is legitimately over that stretch since the benching uh, one of the better corners in the NFL right now. Uh, Tony Lippett you know, looked really shaky at first, and all of a sudden he has been really good. So you have to give a – they put a lot of – and the reason I bring up the corners, they put a lot of pressure on the corners. They actually ask them to to play and shut down their guys um, without as much help sometimes. So they, those guys have been tremendous. And also, you know, Cameron Wake. When you have Cameron Wake and Dominican Sue and a defense that sets up to let them be themselves, then, you know, you're going to have some good things happen. And going back to something you were talking about a little bit about the offensive line, um, we talk about it a lot because of the way they uh, they opened up the run game. So looking at this past weekend and looking at the way the offensive line was playing, if we don't see Pouncey, Albert, Tunsil come back um, anytime soon, did their backups show you enough to tell you that, yes, uh, the Dolphins can continue some of this uh, running prowess they've shown? Yeah, I think it was never really the fact that all five offensive linemen were out there because there are a lot of other factors that were kind of on the periphery. Uh, there's Marquise Gray, the tight end, coming in, and he has been a tremendous blocker for them uh, as sort of an H-back. Uh, Deion Sims is a better blocker than Jordan Cameron, certainly, uh, and Dominique Jones, when he had to step in for Deion Sims, was also a really good blocker. Um, they kind of settled into the play calls that work for them. That was a factor. Uh, Jay Ajayi over Arian Foster uh, or Kenyon Drake was a factor, a positive factor. You had all these positive factors. Just getting Billy Turner and Dallas Thomas off the field <laughs> was a factor. So those guys are cut. Those guys can't go in anymore. Craig Urbic being on the field in place of them is a big positive factor. So it's not just the, the starters, Mike Pouncey being in. His being off the field certainly affected them negatively. You could see it on the film. But uh, I think there are so many other things going on with the ground game that there is hope for it. And I've got to give a lot of credit to Sam Young um, when he stepped in at left tackle. I almost would have given him a, a game ball or something for the job he did 
um, against Robert Quinn. It didn't it didn't look pretty sometimes, but mm-hmm. uh, but the job he did was pretty incredible. I was I was floored with how he played uh, when you look at the tape overall. So I think they have some decent backups now, and they can uh, they can keep it up until uh, until the starters are healthy again. Chris, we appreciate it again. Chris Kaufman uh, breaks down the film, does a great job, brings a lot of knowledge to the program. You can follow him at CK Parrot. Thank you, Chris. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.